This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, as always, we had a bit of a conversation about various matters. We did, I enjoyed it. We got you involved, the talk mm-hmm, sport listener, did, yeah. which was very good of you, and you responded, as always, on a couple of fronts. Uh, Danny Kelly joined us, and we looked at the popularity of Sweet Caroline as a football anthem. Yeah, he not did just constructed in... it brilliantly, actually. And he, yeah, he did. Yeah. And sport, generally, actually. And, of course, we had a birthday spread for you as well. So, uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, Max. And good Something amazing happened. Out. I don't know if Uri Geller's listening to this, but move over, Uri Geller, because Max Rushton has arrived. Um, we've got boxes of uh, Panini stickers mm-hmm. in the office, and Max comes in every day, the, the youthful uh, character that he is, and insists on opening one. But our job is to try and guess what's in them, mm-hmm. as if we've got some sort of clairvoyant skills. Yeah. So I came up with sort of Manuel Noy. I went quite route one. And uh, you came up with two. One was uh, Robert Lewandowski, yeah. wasn't it? The other one was... I said, in the packet will be Alexei Moranchuk. <laughs> and the third sticker was Alexei Moranchuk. That's quite that a wonderful moment for me. I mean, I th- We should ask Paddy Powell what the odds are on that. I mean, of, staggering. One of the staggering greatest odds. moments of my life. Can I do it again? And yeah. Almost certainly not. Okay. What are you going to go with? I'm going Federico Chiesa. Okay. Um, All what right, are you, What are you going with? I'm going to go with Andre Yarmolenko. Okay, Yarmolenko. Yeah, don't okay. show him inside. Whatever you do, you're listening to national radio, by the way. <laughs> um, no, I've got Clement Longley and Benjamin Pavard on one sticker. Yeah. Well, I've got another one: Thomas Delaney and Joachim Mailer as well of Denmark. I've got uh, Ruslan Melinkovsky, yeah. and I've got uh, Christian Eriksson. Oh, okay, oh, bless luck. him. He's Here all right though. He's, yes. he's on the men. That's okay, good. He'll be looking forward to the is, games this weekend. Is there a Chiesa and, uh, in this pack? No, I've got two Ukrainians, which I don't know if that's an omen or not. Okay, so, so I have the uh, UEFA 2020 shiny. Nice. I don't know which card it will be, nice. but I know that just Chiesa is in there. The, just the tournament shiny. Actually, the bottom half of the trophy. Okay, there yeah, we yeah. are. Okay, Chris Meppham. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hans Hatterboer, who is a, a Dutch player, Connor Cody, and Yuri Gazinski. It'd be so. a great exercise for up and coming production staff that you mm. give them a packet of stickers and say, We want at least three out of these five. And then you'll get the gig. On the show. Yeah. 
Um, so that's exciting. Now, I've got on there, did you see in the Times today, oh, yeah. data company Stats Perform have developed the prediction model. So mm. it might sound a bit like Ziggy from Quantum Leap, if uh, a good reference for the kids. There is, uh, Paul, do you want to know what percentage chance of England getting to the semi-final of the European Championship? No. 84.9%. Wow, that, that is quite hefty, isn't it? So book your bar for the semi-final. Do yeah. you want to know the percentage chance of England reaching the final? Uh, 58.7%. I think most of us would take that. What was it at the start of the tournament? It's a good, I, I don't have those percentages. To win the tournament, because we are the we are we have the highest percentage chance of getting to the semi-final, yeah. the highest percentage chance of getting to the final, and then the third highest chance of winning the whole thing. Spain are statistically the favourites at 24.2%, Belgium 23.8%, England 22.5%. It's hardly worth playing the games. No. Now we know that. Who would be your favourites currently? Would it be Spain? Italy, 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 Italy would probably still be mine. It feels to me that Spain have a sort of 24.2% chance. That's oh, okay. what I've got in Fair my mind. Enough. It's a very good question because... I mean, look, us, England I mean, should us get to, to the yeah, final. Yeah. I think Denmark are a really good football team. Yeah. And look, the Czechs might beat the Danes. You know, they really yeah. could. But I think Denmark have got Denmark have got the kind of sturdiness that they've always had. But they've added these kind of wispy yeah. with Dolbergen, Dolbergen, uh, Damsgaard, yeah. who weren't part of the, the first team originally, have added a real kind of craft to them. Mm. I think that will be a hard semi-final. England should beat Ukraine. Obviously, we're all getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. The final will be against a very good football team. Course, it can't, yeah, it yeah. can't not be, unless the Swiss somehow... And the Swiss don't have Xhaka, of course, he's suspended, and that's a huge blow for them. <sighs> Whatever happens, it'll be just terrifyingly It stressful. will be. Now, um, two things to get you going on. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, the Rooney's are mm-hmm. having... They, they do like a sort of bit of a down-home uh, holiday, uh, which is lovely, amongst all the glitz and glamour. Um, and so they've taken the kids, apparently, what was called a peaceful canal break, although it seems everywhere they stopped, they had photographs taken, were asked for selfies and signed in football, so I'm not sure how peaceful it's been. But they're on a narrowboat trip in Shropshire. And uh, so Max said, it would be nice to build a team of mm. people, you, uh, footballers you've seen on boats. Now, how strict are you about... Can it be in dry dock? If you've seen, I don't know, Ooh. Terry Butcher on the Royal Yacht Britannia in Leith... I mean, it's, well, you are you taking it, or can it, if it's not a moving? But if you if you've seen Pele on HMS Belfast, right? Will okay. you accept ships that, that couldn't basically lift up the anchor and leave? I think so. I think okay, good. I think selection will not be on quality of footballer. It will be on sort of amusing nature of boat. Yeah. Right. So I would take I would take, for example, Wayne Biggins on a tugboat ahead of Pele on the Cutty Sark. Okay. Right? That's Fair what enough. I think. I saw Luis Figo and Ronan Keating on Figo's yacht in Villamora right, in Portugal. Okay. So, they, so Figo can play right mid. You've got, I, I, think we put, I love that you take this so seriously because I said, well, I said, Wayne on his barge in Shropshire, that's our number 10. You said, well, no, look, could he play deeper? Could we have him just sitting because we might need another number? The way you've thought this through, it's, it's Figo, the right, attention to Playing 4-4-2. Okay. Okay. Uh, unless there is some kind of sailing formation I haven't thought of. Rooney up top, Figo on the right. Currently, Ronan Keating on the bench, but I'd be very disappointed. Yeah, we can't have Ronan if he's, Keating if he's on the still bench. there by the end of play. Roger says, uh, um, "Not particularly funny, but I think it fits the topic." I saw Norman Whiteside on the Belfast to Stranraer car ferry. Absolutely perfect. Where, where's uh, is Whiteside's up top with Rooney? Yeah, that'll do. Okay, so um, give us those, and also Oscar Otter, the well-known uh, children's story yes. and man beaten yesterday by Andy Murray in a fine performance at Wimbledon. His shorts were too big. He had to get another pair of shorts brought down because he realised he'd gonna he's gonna size he's gonna size too large. So um, could you tell us about the day you turned up for anything in the wrong size clothes? <laughs> 
any item of clothing. Yeah. Whenever was clearly you, the right. Yeah. Sport would be great, but it doesn't have to be. Well, absolutely. Because right. sometimes you do pack stuff, don't you? And then you get there and you've got, or you're going for a night out and you've found out you've got a shirt that's like a 15 collar when you're a 17. You go, I've got no choice. I'm going to have to wear it. James uh, says, School nativity when I was six. Yeah. I was one of the three kings. My mum and dad couldn't be bothered to cut the cardboard. I turned up with a crown that was bigger than me. I plat- practically flattened me on the so stage. It looked like I Stedford, <laughs> did, it? Did, it, did it? So did it kind of go well, around like a, his neck? Like a boxing like belt. A it could have been a bo- if it was big enough. Adrian Durham, he's another one's gone home. He says, I've seen Harry Kane on a sinking ship at oh, Spurs. Stop it. Leave Adrian. it, Adrian. Come give on. Me, give me a day off, man. Save that kind of lowest common denominator <laughs> stuff for 4 p.m. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Birthday spread in an hour. Jeff Peters' official score and Andy Jacobs, of course, will be uh, joining us for that. With yeah, the John delicately says. Delicately poised at what? 20? What? 20 to you, 3 to me. Uh, John says, I wonder what type of game we'll get. One where Max goes badly wrong straight away and the game is lost immediately. Or one where Max is about to. To win and goes badly wrong on the last guess. Mm. The last minute collapses are my favourite. You know, they are popular. Yeah, the people they? people did love the way it all fell apart. Um, you asked the listeners today because Wayne and Colleen Rooney and the kids are on a narrow boat holiday in Shropshire, mm. uh, apparently. And you wanted um, a team of, of footballers yeah, really haven't you've been, seen on we've, boats. We've not been paying attention to this. Okay. So far, we've only got Figo. Wayne Rooney and, uh, and who did we have? We have oh, this put- is a nice one. Steve Bruce on the Tuxedo Royale in Newcastle oh. when he was injured. What's the Tuxedo Royale? Do you know? Have you, have know. Is, you that frequent- a, is that a party boat? It sounds like it could be a party boat. It's uh, it's <laughs> it sounds classy. Okay, uh, well I put him in. He was injured back. for Manchester United, not on his own. He says. Uh, okay, well, fine. But Steve Bruce, that'll do. Yeah, Kev says, I met Joe Corrigan on the ferry to Dublin from Liverpool. He was massive. I'm pretty sure he could have shaken both my hands in just People one always, of his He was hands. six foot four, Joe. I mean, he was seen as like some sort of Goliath when I was a kid. When pe- <laughs> People weren't six foot four when Joe was in Golfer City in well, England. I, re- I remember a, a football programme or a shoot magazine with David Seaman when he was on QP, uh, QPR. Yeah. And he was holding, you know, you could hold the football with one hand. Yeah. And that was such a that was such a sort of badge of honour like as a child. Could Marvel you do comic. it? Could, no one could hold a football with just one hand. Yeah. Just outstretched. This is a nice one, Andy. Oh. Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I bumped into Dean Moxie in Painton Boating, Painton Boating Lake on a swan. He was in a little swan, well, a little pedalo swan. Okay, and Mo- we believe Moxie is just signed for talk. He's a left back. Yeah, you play him. His kit next season is being sponsored by the National Obsession podcast. Charlie Baker and John Canigan. There, uh, and the, the signs are that they will be going um, on a special. Um, fishing magnet. day magnet, magnet fishing. fishing they're going to go magnet fishing with Dean Moxie right. there is a TV show it's Alan Partridge job that Gary is, says yeah. Brian Kilcline lives on a boat we Does are. he? And I knew well, that. I did know that. Go. Well, put him in. Well, but well, you haven't seen him, Gary. So, like, uh, oh, the, what you about? Will you, you accept? Will you accept a rubber ring? Uh, <laughs> Actually, they're more a dinghy. I will accept a rubber. I'll I'll accept a rubber ring. I've been, I've been on this, and I'd I'd say it's boat like. It's uh, Danny. Mm -hmm. I saw Fernando Torres on a rubber ring dinghy boat. You've pushed your luck there. Going round the wild Waddy Water Park in Dubai. Okay, it fires you upwards. Really, you don't have to walk to the point where you come down. It basically, yeah, fires you up. The, uh, it's 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 quite an okay. it's quite a thing yeah yeah thank you Danny for that I, so I, the was nice accepting. thing about Danny just said he just waved and floated past that's that right. was nice so we're playing Torres Rooney and Whiteside in a three yeah Figo at right back Moxie at left no, Figo right mid sorry Moxie left back Steve Bruce centre back Joe Corrigan in goal we need a, cu- a centre back a right back and some more midfielders we've still got a troublesome left side okay. uh, which often happens so if you have you know if you have seen Steve Guppy 
on a sailing boat. Midfield, you say? I need a left can midfielder. I, can yeah. I give you Stephen Gerrard? I, I mean, think Stephen Gerrard. I want to play him on the left. The trouble is if we get Frank Lampard oh dear, on the boat. We're in, we're, it's we're in chopping waters, aren't we, then, we are, Paul? We are very much so. <laughs> I once rented the same boat that Stephen Gerrard had the week before in Portugal, says uh, Nala. Uh, I never actually saw him on the boat, but did bump into him in the supermarket afterwards buying inflatables. He oh. clearly wanted to get back on the water again. Um, you also asked, Max, didn't yes. you, for... Because um, this... This was Oscar Otter, the mm-hmm. well-known children's character and the man beaten last night uh, at Wimbledon by Andy Murray. And um, you wanted to know about wearing wrong-sized clothes. His shorts were too big and kept falling down. So he had I to did, get, yeah. had to get a change of shorts, didn't mm. he? Mm. Yes. And did, So have you got any of those? No, no, no. I, thought, I presume you were going to give him one. Oh, yeah, okay. I've got this one here. Okay, uh, go this on is from Andrew. I wanted it. Yes, I did. Yes, I did, yes. I thought you were going to tell me one. I was about to, I was about yeah. to uh, start a, bit, a guessing game which is coming up for you Paul in just okay, a second now, Andrew <clears throat> says I once had to go to my uh, ex ex's mum's friend for a barbecue one mm. evening later they said let's go outside to the spa jacuzzi thing I'm never sure about jaca- jacuzzis in people's houses no, okay. I was I said okay but I didn't have any I said not for me I haven't got my swimming shorts it's okay you can borrow my son's said the wow. friend under pressure I agreed <laughs> her son was, was nine. nine wow they were so short and tight I hated that evening we broke up not long after <laughs> I wonder sure. why um, uh, Nicholas says the tuxedo royale is uh, it's not a burger it's a permanently moored boat on the Tyne like a big nightclub oh nice it's been there for years I went on it over 30 years ago says Nicola didn't see Steve Bruce I was going to say maybe you saw Mirandinia there it's very much a name of the 80s tuxedo (laughs) royale doesn't it It now uh, you have a choice now Paul would you like me to read this story to you or not it's about Botox oh. for men. Botox for men. Yes. Um, I, the headline. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not keen on you oh, reading the headline. It out. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'd show it to the producer and see what he well, says. Well, we can do that later. Okay. Uh, fair enough. But uh, yes, it's uh, men having Botox in the crown jewels area. Okay. Yeah, so that's so here right. we go. Some so just ahead of the birthday spread. Mm. Uh, the world's biggest swimming pool with a depth of how many feet is set to make a splash in the UK opening in 2023 the 150 million pound blue abyss will be used to test the latest underwater technology and train astronauts hopefully not you don't want to be in that pool when they throw the brick down no that's right in your pyjamas come and get the brick yeah Uh, how many feet uh, 50. 164. Wow, that's that's Ben's country, isn't it? Do you, really? want, a, do you want another another game? Yeah, go on. Okay, go on. Then give me another, the average Brit on. sits down for the equivalent of how many days a year? The average sits down. Okay. Yeah, average uh, Brit. 30. 93. Okay. okay. Um, uh, how long is? I've got more of these. Uh, the average uh, American football game, NFL game, lasts three hours and twelve minutes. Yet the ball is in play for just how long? Four seconds. 11 minutes. Oh, You're 11 not taking minutes. it seriously now, Paul. England fans. Yes. Um, do you know how many pints they have thrown uh, over the... Uh, analysts have looked at this. Analysts. Analysts have looked at it. It's, it can be no more specific than that. All right, OK. They've looked at how many pints have been thrown in the air every time the three Lions score at the Euros. How many pints would you say? I'll give I you three guesses. I would say... <sighs> 48,000. That's pretty good. Bit touch lower. Okay. 40, is it a birthday spread? 47,999. 40, uh, 36,000. Bit higher. Okay. 41,000. It was 40,000. Oh, okay. But you were in the ballpark that all was. the way, so which bodes That's, well for the birthday spread. It really spread. does. Well, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the box park recently, so yeah. I've been watching with my eyes. We don't I? want 
we don't want. We got Joe Corrigan, but Chris Woods was in a rowing boat in Hillsborough Park Duck oh, Pond right, with okay. his son when he was at Sheffield Wednesday. Okay. Uh, that came from Mick. But so on the bench, would Chris start or with or Joe start? Corrigan yeah. start. So I think Corrigan start. Someone said with Golo says I saw Dave Besant near a boat. <laughs> on the, the quayside in Porta Banus. That's no good. Later that evening, Dean Gaffney attempted to follow Jordan onto a yacht whose owner claimed to be the Prince of Syria. He's played soccer, eh? Doesn't was, he? Gaffney, not the Prince of Syria. Was this a did, dream? Did he, did he, it was a fever dream, isn't it? Seem, you just had your first jab, and then you thought weird. you saw Dave Besant near a boat. So uh, he's not on the bench. Chris Woods on the bench, which is sort of where Chris Woods is yeah. in many football fans. I should have come on. We should bring him on for penalties. <laughs> That's what we should do, just in case. Who are we playing against? Who, the, who is this... This boat eleven playing against. I've got no idea. Should we build that team on Tuesday? No. Are you sure? Do it the weekend. Okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Get the idea with yeah. that. Jer- Jeremy says that's the bit I hate too. So good, so good. It's right. a good song. Neil Diamond's a great yeah. writer. Danny says Sweet Caroline is forced fun at its very worst. I will play no part in it. Phil in Belfast says I despise it. <laughs> How's it become an anthem for boxing, darts, football, etc.? Well, it has. Phil, what can we do about it? It's sort of organically sort of happened, I guess. Um, and uh, point is made by Simi in Belfast. He said Green and White Army. Uh, we've had Sweet Caroline. For decades, nice to see other teams using slash hijacking it now. Well, I mean, a lot of sports organisations have used it in this country and around the world. Here to take us through it is a man with a foot in both camps. He knows his music, he knows his football. Wonderful. It is, of course, our very own Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Dan. Oh, Greg, good to talk to you, lads. How are you? Yeah, yeah good. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, yeah. Is, is this really a, good, thank is you. Is this a, a favourite of yours uh, over the years or not? 
Um, look, uh, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, sorry, it's a, first of all, let's establish it's a great song. Mm. Whether or not it's a favourite of mine, maybe a bit of overfamiliarity sometimes jades you to it. Yeah. But we shouldn't be. So, I mean, it's a surprise that it's become a global anthem. Um, because why would anything become a global anthem? But if something has to, then it's no surprise that it's this song. Let me talk you through it, if I may. Okay. First of all, as you rightly say, it's Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond is a little bit older than he looks. He cut his teeth in the Brill Building, the factory for writing pop hits in New York in the late 50s and early 60s. And those were the days where you didn't have Spotify and all of the rest of those things. And if, if a song was to make an impression, it had to do it through the first time you heard it on the radio. And Neil Diamond has trained himself to write songs that make an impression and a lasting impression with people. He wrote, I'm a believer. He wrote Red Red Wine. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Never mind all the songs he's written for himself. He's written hits for other people as well. Secondly, I guess it's worth to saying, and we'll get on to how it got so popular, that it's one of those songs, because of the way it's con uh, constructed, that um, football crowds, sports crowds, were always going to get into it because it's got dum, dum, dum in it. <laughs> and you're, yeah. You've got a chance to be both the instruments yeah. and the voices. Then think about the lyric. Um, the good times never seem so good. I've been inclined to believe they never would. It's every football fan yeah. except those who follow yeah. Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester City. Um, it's it's the exact thing. And finally, and this is where your show will get the awards, and if I might be so bold, think about what's happened the last 18 months and the mm. lyric that goes, touching me, touching you, yeah. <laughs> hand touching hand. It's an anti-pandemic song as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's about human communication. Um, uh, so, in fact, it, it, feel, it covers every single base. It's easy to sing. It's about success and failure and it's about touching other people right now it couldn't be more in the sweet spot yeah that's very um, true Malcolm uh, from Northern Ireland says when did Sweet Caroline become an England song this was a song adopted by the Northern Ireland fans many years ago yeah. then by Northern Ireland darts player Daryl Gurney the same from Simeon Belfast says well, the Green I, I and think, White Army has just, had that as their anthem for decades I did that one did you do that one yeah that's alright oh, no problem I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't I concentrating you're, you're I was, the, birthday. the song I was trying to get the song out of my head <laughs> and focus on the birthday spread no no that was the Alan, uh, the Alan Brazil breakfast show bacon <laughs> sandwich moment wasn't it when, you, when you're talking to Alan and he's yeah. busy putting on the brown sauce and he doesn't take any notice of you it, I mean I think look hmm. Northern Irish um, dance fans Northern Irish football fans can claim it but it has been going around the world for a little while obviously when the Carolina Panthers became a thing um, uh, it, it suited them because it has Caroline in it but also I've heard it in my other sad life of um, uh, presenter of Trans Europe Express. I, I watch football from all over mm. um, the world. I watched a game in Turkey a few years ago, and I think it was the Besiktas fans who were singing at the top of their voices. Wow. Um, it obviously, I mean, it translates very well as well. It's not a complicated lyric, and dum 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 works in every language on earth, doesn't uh, it? it? Am does. I a spoil sport for not mm. liking, for getting ground down by it? Especially I think the Danny's so good, the so good, so good I think, bit. I don't know. I mean, people have kind of taken it on, but I think that happens around the world, as we said, living next door to Alice and all that. It was used <laughs> very movingly because it's a Red Sox song, Boston Red Sox song. Yeah. And after the Boston Marathon bombings, uh, they sang it at Yankees stadium okay. and uh, you in, know, in fact I think I think Neil Diamond went and sang he, it didn't he I think he did no, he gave a video yeah. message and thanked ah, them for, right, for reaching right. out but the other thing yeah. about I'm sure musicologists would say it's a build Danny as a song you've got that yeah, bridge yeah. you know hands touching so it builds yeah. and builds and any song like that will get fans going won't it they love a build yeah. 
They do, uh, although, you know, whether it's a kind of slightly sad, melancholic build like My Way yeah. or this one, where mm. it really is encouraging you to stick your chest out and march down the streets singing it. Uh, you know, a bit like Amarillo, isn't it? It has the same kind of human effect. Now, no, no, you're not a grumpy old old git, Max. Um, although I, I know you, so I know that you are. But um, but you're not about this because uh, even the most wonderful piece of uh, art or artifact, even even some radio shows, can become slightly dulled if they if you just repeat the same thing over and over again. And I think the problem here is not the fans singing at the stadium, um, because. I found that rather exciting and moving myself. Yeah. But having it attached to the commercial bumpers in and out of every single commercial break, that is enough to give anybody what used to be called the pip. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if it's still called a pip or if it's bad the pip's been retired, but it gives you the pip, doesn't it? Well, Danny, we'll keep singing it. I'm sure hopefully yeah. as long as England are in it. And uh, it's so good to That's talk all to the you. way, Paul. That's all the way. It, it, it must be. He's coming home, Cheers, I understand. Dan. It is. Cheers, More than Dan. me, but that's another story. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, man. Be good now. Bye. Uh, Danny Kelly there on uh, on Sweet Caroline, which uh, everybody said was written for Caroline Kennedy. But right. uh, he, it wasn't. It was written for his missus, uh, we read today, by Neil Diamond. But uh, he couldn't make it work in, a, in the lyric. His wife's called Marcia, and he couldn't make it scan. So right. he just saw this picture in a magazine of then nine-year-old Caroline Kennedy and said, that name will do. But when Caroline Kennedy, a member of the Kennedy dynasty, obviously, had her 50th birthday party, he sung it to her as a thank you for being the inspiration. So uh, there we are. Yeah, Mark says, uh, on a similar uh, instructive note, says, I hate all these contrived sing-alongs now. What happened to the good old songs like You're Gonna Get Your Bleeping Head Kicked In? Yeah. I think I used to yell that. I mean, what an empty threat Did that was really? from me. What, in, the, in the Corona Cop at the Abbey, <laughs> singing, yeah, Stevenage fans, you're going to get your blind. Didn't mean it. It was an empty <laughs> was threat. Really. Well, I've yeah. never taken you up on that. It could have been very, <laughs> really, 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 very, very embarrassing. Monocle a... fell out of your eye. <laughs> Hopefully my top hat would have fallen off. It would have, it would have been, been an awfully short fight. Imagine that. The breaches <laughs> being pulled down, being debagged by Stevenage fans. Awful. Anyway. They could have broken into my house, taking the harp out. That would have been could, awful news. That would have been just <laughs> terrible. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Birthday spread time then, mm. and uh, it's pretty straightforward. Ten birthdays, ten gags. Andy Jacobs has got both for us. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, boys. I love the idea that Jose's listening to this in the office. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, is. He, he loves the spread. Love he can't, Very he defensive does. player. He's been he winding really up Max is. about that defeat. You know, he hasn't got a winning mentality, apparently. <laughs> he's he's thrown me under the bus. It's yeah. very upsetting. Well, we, we missed our official scorer last week. We Connor, did. Connor did his best. His maths, GCSE, let him down. The but greatest uh, moment of Connor was when we all knew that I'd lost yeah. and then about five minutes later we added it all up and we went Max has lost <laughs> yeah, he what do you think I was attention. doing why do you think I was headbutting the wall Connor <laughs> but Jeff Peters is back in the nerve centre thank goodness off goes that phone hey, yeah. marvellous there we are yeah I did enjoy listening back to it last week lads I, I did feel under a bit of pressure thinking yeah. uh-huh. I hope he's good but just not too good you know so yeah. I get I get asked back to the, uh, the, the the finest bit of yeah. radio of the week that's how Andy feels that's about how I feel about Jeff's shows. jokes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, okay so you can play along at, you can play along no, no, at home coming. folks you can play along at home you just got to try and guess the birthdays and the shortest margin of error after 10 will be the winner we had quite the ending uh, last week when we played when uh, Max fell apart after having quite a commanding lead Wally Fox Raymond Wally Fox Wally Fox how was he how did John I think Vendor. he was anything under 95 it's ridiculous <laughs> here we go then Pele what's the first yes. birthday Andy 
It's a very happy birthday to the comedian Phil Jupiters. Phil Jupiters. Wow. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'll never forget when Phil stood behind me in the queue to get into Upton Park with Bruno Mars stood perfectly behind him. I couldn't see Bruno as Jupiters had aligned with Mars. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Oh, very good. Okay. I'm a challenger, aren't I? Yeah. Phil Jupiters is 57. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go 59, Andy. He is 59. Oh, oh look at this. Okay, Ooh. a solid start. So, uh, great great solid. what are the scores, Jeff? A well, nice easy one for it, you. Yeah, it's a direct hit for Paul, yep. and Max is two out, so it's two Paul out. zero, nothing Max in it. two. Nothing in it. Okay. Nothing in it at this stage. Yeah. Uh, very happy birthday to the chef and restaurateur, Marcus Waring. Marcus Waring. Mm. And he cooked a meal for Goffey once, actually, with a sauce. It was so strong, it left him reeling. He said to Goffey, no, Goffey said to him, rather, this dish has left me very Eddie Waring. <laughs> poor, poor, right. Funny enough, we've just seen him at the Oval, we Marcus have. Waring, in the pavilion with Woodsy. She yeah. was sitting there having a chat Absolutely. with him. Really? Yeah. Woods. yeah, they're having a glass I of champagne. Text her quickly and say, "Could you ask Marcus how old he is?" Yeah, don't cheat. Don't cheat. Um, I'd say uh, Marcus wearing what is he about? Fifty-five, a very youthful fifty-five. I think that's quite good. What do you uh, think? In my head, I had fifty-four, so I'll go with that. Fifty-one. Okay, sorry, Marcus, but four years on him. Okay, uh, what's okay, that uh, scores, moving Jeff? on. Oh, Jeff, uh, I've got to get some scores, Andy. It's not all about the oh, game. Of course. <laughs> no, no, I know that. <laughs> it's nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's all four, Max five. Four. Chris Ooh. says it's calling it now. Max has gone already. I'm only one behind, Chris. <laughs> that's yeah, ridiculous. That's a, that's a much, <laughs> Very defeatist. It's like having to go at Gareth about his team selection. <laughs> right, what's next? Yeah. It's Mark Radcliffe, the DJ and BBC Radio 2 presenter, and uh, he's got a new show, a new radio show, Mark, with Ian Abrahams. And he hasn't even had to change the name of the programme. It's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. Uh, superb. Right, right. Mark Radcliffe. Mark Radcliffe. I reckon he is... 55. I think he might be a bit older than that, but not much. I'm not going to say like 93 or something. Uh, I'd go, I don't know, 58. He's 63. Wow, he's wearing well. He's wearing well. Young at heart. He was very, they were good, weren't they? Yeah, Super. double act. One yeah, of one good. of the after Hawksby and Jacobs. No, the, they're the, good. The, they the, are really the good. Whatever you know, them together, they're excellent. <laughs> I used to like their breakfast show more. So involved. so Paul yeah, is yeah. five out. Max yeah. is eight out. Okay. Uh, it's Paul nine. Max thirteen. Four in it. Three gone. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next birthday, he, he wrote the Neighbours theme tune, so you've got a bit of advantage here, Max. It's Tony Hatch, the songwriter and lyricist. Yeah. Tony Hatch. When I was working as a special constable, who didn't know that I did that, we were called up to Tony's house after the family had had a huge bust-up. They were completely out of control. I never like to resort to violence, but I was forced to batten down the hatches. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, I'd say... <laughs> I'd say... Ridiculous. Um, Tony Hatch got to be getting on. I spoke to him about 20 years ago. We were doing a oh, TV I show Oh, a great friend of yours. No, I've, I've, I've <laughs> spoke to him on the phone. Here we go. Spoke him on his birthday <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. Bought him a cake. He's uh, got to be 90. Yeah, I think he's got to be pretty old, hasn't he, Tony Hatch? You've laughed at 90, which either means... Andy's last. Either it's a direct hit or he's like 41. Yeah. I'll go 88. 
He's 82. Oh, quite I'm sorry, as Tony. Oh, blimey. He was a bit <laughs> chippy with me when I spoke <laughs> to him. Yeah. I don't think I'll be ringing him back now. So what's that done to the scores? It's pretty tight now, isn't it? Yeah, Paul eight out, Max six out, Paul on to 17, Max 19, two in it. Oh, nothing in it. Okay, back to Max. Okay, yeah, here we go. Yeah, we're coming up to half-time, aren't we? And it's uh, the uh, the great actress and actor. Well, I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Shirley Anfield. She's not both. She's an actor, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Things have changed, Shirley. I know. Shirley Crabtree. Shirley Anfield. Shirley Anfield. Shirley Anfield, and, uh, the actress. I used to live uh, next door to Shirley when our cat got stuck in one of her trees. Yeah. We had to call the police to give me a lift. To get the cat back, I had to stand on the cop at Anfield. I'm really messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened, Andy? I had to stand on the cop at Anfield. Thank you. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I'm with you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So, Shirley Ann Field, Max. I don't know who this is. Okay. Well, that's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not not really. Well, not it for is me, a problem. Well, look at you. Such a smug face you've got. Really it's is. much you're more so, of a problem than so, knowing. So, don't you think <laughs> this, Andy? No. Don't look at Paul and think, God, on occasion, he's really punchable, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think, Shirley Ann Field? Shirley Ann Field is... 67... Okay, um, I think she's a bit older than that. Uh, I'd go. She's probably about seventy-nine. She's uh, eighty-three. Oh, oh, damn sorry. it! Beautiful. That's a disaster, isn't it? Who is she? She's an actress. She's well, an I know actress. that British actress did loads of great work in sixties sort of oh, and seventies. She's got a good movie. There's someone called Sally Fields. Is that someone yeah, else? That's yeah, that's a different yeah. person. That's a different it? name. That's yeah. why you find that. <laughs> I stood on. I stood on the cop at Sally Fields. Doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. really work. <laughs> He well, I, just, done I, presume, I just presume Sally Field and Shirley <laughs> Anfield were, were similar ages because they got similar names. That's how it works. Okay, so what's that down to the scores, Jeff? Paul is four out, Max is 16 out, Paul oh. is 21, Max is 35 at the halfway stage. And can, Andy, can you just do that gag again? Because I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time. Jose's coming in. <laughs> oh, well, here we are at the halfway <laughs> stage. Shirley and Field. Um, sorry, Matt. Uh, just remind us, Jeff, what that was. Sorry, just the halfway stage. Uh, so it's Paul 21, yeah. uh, Max 35. Okay. Um, she's, she's a great hip-hop artist, isn't she? Everyone remembers the Anfield rap. Uh, yeah. Okay. God. Not a, come on. That's not even a joke. <laughs> come on. <laughs> You've lost That's it. Jose's left the building. Yeah, I think he has. He's, he's got to he prefers, he prefers not to speak. <laughs> so there are halfway stage, 35 plays, uh, 21. Open. See how you're getting on at home. Let us know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Palais. Ah, good. I'm going to keep Jose waiting. Uh, Andy, next birthday. I don't, I don't like having such a long break. It gives me too much time to sort of reevaluate the gas. <laughs> okay. Total yeah. confidence. You lose your confidence. Uh, never confidence. mind. Okay. Go on, keep going. It's, uh, it's happy birthday to the banker and former Lord Mayor of London, Alan Yarrow. Alan Yarrow. Wow. And uh, I've just taken part in a charity walk organised by Alan. I was very proud to be one of the Yarrow marchers. That's beautiful. Uh, I wouldn't know Alan Yarrow from a bar of soap, would you? Oh, big Max? fan. Do you know I love big, Alan. Big Al, big my favourite bankers. Um, <laughs> 79, what uh, do you think? I think Alan Yarrow is 67. Oh, he's uh, 70. 
Oh, okay. 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 So, where are we at now, Jeff Peters? Well, it closes the gap. Mm. So, Paul on uh, Paul nine out, Max three out, Paul on to thirty, Max thirty-eight, eight wow. in it. Good game. Six. Oh, there's okay. nothing in it. Can go either way okay. here. Okay, okay. it's uh, especially with the, these are really tricky coming up now. It's the dramatist and screenwriter Juliet Ace. Juliet Ace. And she played in the same team as me as in a benefit game. We were being managed by Ian Dowie, funny enough. You said, Andy, you're up top on your own, and Ace is in the hole. There we go. Okay. That's nice. Juliet Ace is 48. Wow, you've gone for one of those. Yeah. <laughs> 60. Max will be getting pictures of Julia Ace after the show. <laughs> She's 83. Oh, Julia Ace. Julia Ace. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's salvageable, Max. Uh, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Uh, it's always slightly harder to work out when they're uh, when you're so far out. But uh, but Paul is 23 out. <laughs> yeah. Max is, uh, dear God, 35 out. So uh, Paul on to 53 and Max on to 73. 20 in it, three okay. to go. Three to go. By next time. time first. Yeah, here we go. Okay, uh, the actress, uh, I don't know why I'm having a problem with that, Isabel Ajani, Isabel Ajani. Yeah. And I know Isabel because we were commentating on a Bunbury cricket match when she absolutely cracked me up with some disgusting innuendo. Yes. Yeah. Do stop it, Adgers. That's, that's nice. Um, you say okay. that. Isabel Ajani, <laughs> 64. 84. Oh, I think you might have got a bit 60, high there. 66. Oh, yeah. 66. Do you know she? I had no idea she would. Do you know yeah, she's? I, know. I, well, I should have just followed you. I know. Up. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. Oh, you know. I just. I'm sorry to everybody. It's just. Well, anyway, <laughs> what's, that done to the, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Oh well, it's opened the gap even further. Oh, yeah. Paul onto 55. <laughs> Max onto 91. Okay. Uh, well, I've, I've, I've seen games turn around very late. In quite recently, so, so anything can happen. So, so stupid. So anything can happen. Okay. Do you, do anybody mind if I go and answer my front door? <laughs> go for yeah. it. Yeah. Do you need to answer? Oh, do you really need to answer your front door? <laughs> Sorry, I've got Give me two minutes. seconds. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Let's Let's take a break in play now. Front, front door. Andy here we go. His, uh, I wonder who it is. Front door. What if it's Isabella Jani? It's probably Julia Ace going. It's probably heard to come to complain about you saying she's eighty. It's Shirley Ann Philgo. I'm eighty. I'm eighty-five, not eighty-three. It's Tony. There we go. It's Tony Hatch having a right go. It was Tony Hatch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. It's the uh, happy birthday to the principal conductor and artistic advisor to the Philharmonia or Orchestra. Yeah. It's easy for me to say. Essa Pekker Salonen. Essa Pekker Salonen. Yeah. And uh, I was working as an assistant to the musical director of the orchestra. My job was to make sure that Essa, who suffers from narcolepsy, would stay awake before the show. They said to me, you've got to keep your pecker up. Beautiful. Seventy-one. <laughs> Seventy-one. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I say it like that. I haven't got a clue. Uh, <laughs> me neither. Seventy-six. Sixty-three. Okay. Oh, so you've closed the gap. Close the gap. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, the gap has now been closed to yeah. uh, 31 mm. uh, with uh, with one to go. So okay. Paul on 68 and Max on 99. I need a 12-year-old called Agnes Mullally or something, don't I? Agnes Mullally. Yeah. Okay, I'm going first, no. and it's the last one. Yeah. Here we go. It's a very happy birthday to the Countess of Avon, Clarissa Eden. Clarissa Eden. And uh, when I first took my driving test, Clarissa had the job of standing in the middle of the road in front of you, and you had to drive round her as the instructor shouted, Avoid the Eden hazard! <laughs> yeah, nice. Brought They're it back really to sport lovely. there Good at the finish. Finish. I always do. I haven't got a clue. 74. What do you think? 
You're, I mean, you're going to have to go for it, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, and she's, I don't think she's 105, so 74, yeah. 74, 54, 44, 42. <laughs> you just went the wrong way. She's 101. <laughs> oh, no. It was all there for you. It was all there. Would that have been enough? It no, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been it? enough. It been if I got to direct it, it wouldn't have been enough. It would have been close. Oh, we went into wow. treble figures. 101. Oh, 101. So, Jeff, what's the final score? Oh, I'm still working it out. I thought you might be. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, Paul, Paul scores yeah. 95, mm. but still wins because right. Max... On 158, and the overall scores on the doors: Paul 21, Max 3, or 4 if you count the exhibition. No, game. we don't count the exhibition, but that's okay, a very yeah. dangerous lead. It's not the Community Shield, the one we have played with Paddy Power. That's it. Um, Jose thinks it counts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can take that with him in five minutes. Um, thank you, Andy. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Thank you, Jeff. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Max, you are back on Saturday. Wembley Box Park. Wembley Box Park, building up to yep. England versus UK. Charlie Baker, Perry Groves, lots of guests, etc. Excellent. I'll be here tomorrow with Andy. We'll have a birthday spread, but of course we'll be getting England fever. We've got two games tomorrow night. We'll be looking ahead to those quarterfinals as well. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available at around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.